Welcome back to another episode. One tournament has already ended. We got one more. Texas Tech and Virginia. We're going to discuss how we got here. All that and more on the See Through It podcast. Congratulations to the Baylor women for winning the national championship last night. I don't think we paid enough attention to what Notre Dame was about to do. All year long, they was the favorites to win the championship. Um, they was going to be, if they would have won last night, back-to-back champions. I don't think Notre Dame was covered enough or talked about enough during, these, during the tournament. I just don't think, like... The years that UConn was on those amazing streets. And maybe that's the reason they wasn't on a crazy streak. Maybe that's the reason why Notre Dame wasn't talked about enough. That, that's, maybe that was the reason. But not to cast any shadow on what Baylor did. Baylor won that game. They fought. They was about to blow Notre Dame out. Notre Dame fought back. Like they always do somehow. <laughs> they fought back and made it a one. They at the what in the middle towards the towards the end of the game, what, five, five minutes left? Both teams throwing haymakers. It was back and forth. That was a good game. Good game by co- both coaches and the players. Sad to see Lauren Cox go down with that injury in the third quarter. That team was when that injury happened in three minutes, or maybe let's say two minutes, two to three minutes, the team was kind of dysfunctional. That big three at the end of the third quarter, Bernardin gave them a spark, and it was on from there. Nevertheless, Baylor prevailed. Baylor prevailed. So congrats to the Baylor women winning their second championship. And uh, congrats to Notre Dame for for getting back to that spot. For have for giving themselves a chance to be back to back champions. They lost by one. They had a chance that close. Miss free throw. Miss free throw. They came close. So congratulations to both teams. Congratulations to both teams. The season's not a failure. <laughs> the season's not a failure. You know, a lot of people would say that. You see, they didn't they didn't fail. They got there, they just didn't close the deal. So now we on to the men's. Their last tournament left. That game ends tonight. Tonight. Who do you have? But before we get into who you should be picking. I know a lot of people probably have Virginia all the way through. I didn't have Virginia all the way through. I thought that was going to lose to Arvin. I thought they was going to lose to Arvin. That foul. Was Arvin cheated? Were they cheated? I, I, I can't say they were. I can say that those whistles have not been blown consistently 
And of course, it's not the same referees refereeing all the games, but that w- you never hear that whistle in the final seconds like that on a shot, especially in the paint. Or sometimes when you you don't hear that whistle, <laughs> you don't hear that whistle. Was it the right call? Yeah, I guess. When they say that he jumped from A to B, if he would have just went up and down, then it wouldn't have been a foul. But he went from A to B, so he went towards the shooter. There's your foul. The referee did what he was supposed to do. And because we're not used to it, then you get all the reactions that we've been getting. I know my initial reaction was like, what? I can't believe they call that. Why is the whistle being blown? I, I couldn't believe it. But after looking at it, I mean, it was a foul. The ref's job is to call fouls when they see it. And it was right there in front of him. He chose to call the foul. And that's the thing about being a ref. You use the discretion. I'm not saying they pick and choose when they want to blow their whistle, but they have that ability. Is that a hard foul? Should I call it? Is that a, I mean, they have that choice. He felt like that was a foul. It was a foul. It was a foul. Did they miss the call with the double dribble? Yeah, they missed it. Did we notice that before the foul? Some people might have. Some people didn't. Did I notice it? No. But I noticed the foul that he did before he was able, way before he picked up the ball. They didn't call that foul. So it's, but before we even get to all of that, the missed free throw. We wouldn't even be talking about none of this if he would have made his free throw. Everyone forgets that the guy missed a free throw, which gives Virginia the opportunity to either tie or win the game. Virginia went and won the game. You never allow the referees to make the decision on the game. The ball was in your hands. Make the free throw. You make the free throw and he makes the three. Now you're going in overtime. Now you're going in overtime. We're not even talking about was it a foul. Or did they miss the double dribble? Or what about the foul right after the double dribble? And then they fouled him. Like, we wouldn't even be talking about none of this. But because of those things happening, there's a change rea- chain reaction. Chain reaction. We got to look at the whole picture. I'm helping you see through the foul. Look at what happened first. He missed the free throw. That would have made it 63 to 60. Instead, it made it 62 to 60. And with you knowing Virginia can shoot the three, especially guy can shoot the three. 
You got to make your free throws. You have to make the free throws. They didn't. So now Auburn is sitting at home with the rest of us preparing for the championship game. Preparing for the championship game. So, I'm telling you, you got to see through the stuff. You can't get caught up on the right now what's happening. And I, I got caught up on the right now. And then after I made my post and I tweeted, I thought about it. That was my initial reaction. But then I thought about it and I looked at the game. He missed the free throw. They could have sent it to the overtime. But they didn't. The ref made the right call. It was a foul. Made the right call. The other ref missed the call. That happens. That happens. You never let the referees decide the game. Oh, wait, let me take that back. You never put the game in their hands so they can make a call that might decide the game. How about that? Make sure you always see through it as a fan. Don't get caught up on one call or one play or one situation. See what happened before that, which led to that. This is the See Through It Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So now we're going to recap the Texas Tech-Michigan State game. I had Michigan State win in that game for the pure reason of Tom Izzo. I figured the Raiders and the Spartans were almost equal. Almost equal. And what I mean by equal, the play style. The playing style. Like Michigan State is built on defense. Texas Tech, all season long, the past 10 years have been about defense. Bobby Knight made that team about defense. They've kept, they've kept that identity. It's just mid-season, their offense start kicking. Start wrapping it up. They start upping the ante. Their defense has always been stellar. Always. So with me, with me knowing that, and me knowing Michigan State, and then I look at the coaches, I said the Hall of Fame coach, Tom Izzo, will be the piece that pushes his team over. He will be able to get into his players to to will them to finish. But this isn't. Would you say he was out coached? I wouldn't say he was out coached. The Texas Tech Raiders was just a better team. So you might what? A better team. Yes. It was a better team. They were bigger. Bigger and not like humongous. They were just longer, should I say, is, is the better phrase, word. They were longer. More athletic. More athletic. Talent-wise, Texas Tech had more talent. Michigan State had the players that were, they worked hard. 
hard workers. They made it work on the court. Texas Tech, not saying they had the elite skill players, but they had some skill players. The big man, 6'10", forgot his name, can run the floor, make plays with the ball, guarding out there at the perimeter. How many big men you know can guard out on the perimeter, make a steal, run the floor, and make a heads-up pass for a layup? He started the break. Texas Tech was just a better team that day. Both teams shot bad. Both teams shot bad. Texas Tech, main score of Carver, was horrible. He was went something for like 3 for 12. He was horrible. Carver was horrible. 3 for 12. 1 for 3. 3 for 6 on the free throw line. 10 points. But you know what they didn't track in the stats? Defense. They don't track defense. Except in analytics, kind of. This team defensively clamped down on Michigan State. Cover was sometimes picking up caches. And with him being 6'6", he stayed with them. Affected his vision. Affected his ability to finish. They played team defense. And Michigan State is not a, a real like offensive threat. So they needed to have a better offensive night. They, they couldn't get it. They could not get it. If you would have told me Texas Tech would have won by 10, I was like, what? Yeah, right. You can see them maybe winning by one, two, ten. They shut them down. Shut them down. The ten-point win doesn't really show how close this game was defensively. It was a it was a good game. If you didn't watch it, it was a very good game defensively. If you like defense, it was a good game. Every shot was contested. It, it was a good game. So Texas Tech is moving on. Do you think Culver will have another bad game? Two bad games in a row in this tournament? No. He had his bad game. He had his bad game. I believe this team can win, can win it all now. I've had them going to the Final Four. I watched. I watched a couple games of them. Again, I'm, I don't watch a lot of college basketball because I, I. I just don't. It's not a sport that I like watching a lot of. But every now and then, I'll, I'll watch. And I watch the game within the game. I'm watching the players and seeing their reaction to things. Seeing their effort. Seeing they, uh, consi- how consistent they are. On both sides of the ball. He won't have another bad game. Texas Tech defense is real. 
Now, if Virginia, Virginia plays the game that they play, slow. Texas Tech likes to run it too, though. But if they want to grind it out defensively, they can do that. They, we sh they showed us. Michigan State, they showed us. They can do that. Even on a bad shooting night, October, Mooney stepped up. He was excellent for them. They only played eight players. Michigan State played about 10, I believe. That didn't affect them. They gave 100% on defense every time. Will they be able to do that against Virginia? That's that. Who, who, who do you have? Who do you have? We're going to come back. We're going to talk about who to pick. Who will be the 2019 college basketball champions? Don't go nowhere. Texas Tech, Virginia. The things to watch for. Will Virginia be bothered by the size of the guards of Texas Tech? Will Guy be able to find open lanes so he can get a, come off a screen? Will he be able to get his shots off free and clear? Will Texas Tech have a better shooting night than they had against the Spartans? Will Cobra back, bounce back? Those, those are the lines. If Culver bounces back and Texas Tech plays defense the way they did, I think we see the Red Raiders hosting that trophy up. But if Virginia can get hot from three and Guy gets his shots off like he wants, and they play defense like they normally play defense. Virginia will win their championship. Both coaches are new. Who will be the better coach? Who's going to crack under pressure? Free throws is big. Free throws have been detrimental to teams in the final minute of games. Texas Tech shot 61% from free throw. That's another stat to look at. That's another thing to watch in that game. Where they convert their free throw opportunities. Virginia's going to make some. I feel like they're, they are a better free throw shooting team than Texas Tech. Right now, ESPN has them winning 
70% chance of winning the game. 70% chance. Both teams are shooting about 47% on the field. They're both defensively amazing. Texas Tech is giving, about, giving up about 55. Virginia is doing about 58. This should be a very close game. I'm, I'm thinking one point. And it might come down to free throws. It might come down to free throws. Or a late whistle. A late whistle and a free throw. With all that being said, I believe Texas Tech will finish this season on top. The dream season comes to an end with the trophy in hand. Texas Tech is my winner. I'm sure over half the nation is picking Virginia. Not many people have seen Texas Tech play besides a couple games in the tournament. I like Texas Tech in this game. I don't believe Culver's going to have another bad game. I expect a big game by Culver. I'm not saying he has to score all the points. I'm thinking 25 plus from Culver. Mooney's going to add another 20. I expect Texas Tech to get to the basket and convert. Get Virginia's big guys in foul trouble and have their way. Should I do a score? Should I, should I do a score? I'm going to go 65-62, Texas Tech. 65-62, Texas Tech. So, book it. So, 65-62, Texas Tech wins. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's going to be a defensive game. I don't, I don't believe. You could take 10 points off that from both. Is it going to be that defensive? No, I don't I don't think it'll be that defensive. Like I said, I, I believe Colbert will have a big game. I believe Colbert will have a big game. Both teams are averaging about 71, 72 points. But they both play stellar defense. If Virginia feels like the game is getting out of your hand or the momentum might be, they might slow the game all the way down. So we definitely could see a 55-52 game. We could. We could see that. They don't like playing fast. Texas Tech can play fast, and they can slow it down. So that's that's the that's the school I'm going with. Texas Tech is your national champions come Monday night, Tuesday morning. They will be your national championship champions. So thank you for listening. Again, see through it is just not a. Sport podcast. It's a way of living. Continue to see through that first report, that first action, that first whistle. See through it. Catch you guys later.
Thank you for listening to the See Through It podcast. If you're looking to get in touch with me, follow me on Twitter at See Through It. Also, follow BMW Ninja Gaming at B Sales. And again, thank you for listening. And remember to see through it. Thank you.